Um, is Ron and Michelle in here? Oh, can, is your wife in here too? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm looking back there because I saw you guys back there. I just feel like I'm supposed to pray for you guys. Do you want to come up? I don't know fully what he has for you, but um, I heard he has something new. And so you just kept sticking out to me, kept coming back to me. So, Father, I just thank you, Lord. I just release your anointing, Father. I just speak and, and release, Lord, the stirring up of spiritual gifts on the inside of them, Father. And I thank you, Father, right now, for you are giving them something new in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. I thank you, Father. I just release that to them right now by the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, releasing something new, Lord, something new, Lord, exciting in you, God. In the name of Jesus, I just thank you, Lord. They come here hungry, Lord, and thirsty for you. And, Lord, I thank you, Father. You're going to do what you said you're going to do and give them something new in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise God. Um, hallelujah. Well, got to do what God says to do, right? <laughs> um, today I'm going to be talking about putting weight on the word. Jesus said that he is the word, right? So when we read the word of God or when we speak the word of God or when we hear the word of God, it's him. It's him speaking. It's him relaying his heart and the Father's heart to us. And so um, we need to put weight on the word and not just be hearers of the word like Amber was saying, but we need to be doers of the word. And um, I don't know if she knew that I was speaking on this specifically, but I'm talking about putting weight on the word and not just being a hearer, but, but, but taking it and realizing when, when you read the word, that's God speaking to you. And if you have a hard time hearing the voice of God, it's because you need to read the word. <laughs> because if you um, fellowship with, like, your spouse, will say, or you, you're dating somebody and you get to know them, then they become your spouse— you got to know them because of your fellowship with them, because you learned how, how they talk. You learn what they like. You learn what they don't like, right? And so when we read the word of God, we learn God. We fellowship with God. We learn what he likes, what he doesn't like, and we get to know him so that when he speaks to us in a different way other than the word, we can recognize his voice, and it's in line with his word. How are you going to know if something is God if you're not reading his word. Everything that he says, everything that he's ever said to me is really just his word. He'll usually give me two or three scriptures right along with whatever he says to me, whether it be by dream or vision, I'll get two or three scriptures. Why does he do that? Because he puts his word, he said, even above his name. And so if that's the case, then we need to not be unbalanced in our um, seeking him. We need to realize his word is just as powerful as prayer and seeking him like in worship or, or whatever. Sometimes people get a little off balance um, because all they do is pray and they don't read his word. We need to make sure that we're balanced and putting weight on the word. It's, it's what keeps us balanced. You know, we can teeter into to the, you know, topple over and, and go the wrong way if we're unbalanced. We need to keep his word, and it keeps us balanced. And it brings correction, and it brings instruction in righteousness. And so we're going to talk about putting weight on the word. So um, 
I recently, just this last week, um, was spending time with the Lord, and the Lord um, gave me a vision. And in this vision, he was putting on me a leather belt. And I just knew right away, and I, I saw him put this belt around my waist, and I heard him say, it's the belt of truth. And I just started meditating on the belt of truth. And what is truth? Well, truth is his word right? And so I heard the Lord say this. He said, my word is truth and it will not return unto me void. It will accomplish wherever I send it. I, and he says, hold to my promises, or you could say, hold on to my word or my truth. He said, my, hold on to it for I only tell the truth. So when God speaks to us through the word of God, or he speaks to us by his spirit, or through like a dream or a vision or a prophetic word, there's going to be a basis of scripture that goes along with it. Because he only speaks his word. And when he speaks his word or releases his word, he watches over it and performs it. Because he never lies. Who believes that God never lies? His word says it. He's not a liar. He's not a human that he would lie or that he would change his mind. So that means when he speaks to us by his word or, you know, things that we are singing today, and he declares over the, the church, the body of Christ as a whole, what he's going to do in these last days, do we doubt it? Do we think that we're never going to see it? We shouldn't because he said it, and it's his word. And he always fulfills his word because it's truth, and he does not lie. In Psalms 91.4, so we're just going to go over some scriptures about him talking about his word. And um, I just want to kind of like get you to realize how important his word is. I know we come to hear the word of God, but you need to be reading the word of God. You need to be studying the word of God. And it's not just for a pastor to study. It's so that you can hear the voice of God and live your life for the Lord. It's so that he can instruct you. It's so that he can correct you. It's so that you can learn him and learn his voice and fellowship with him. My dad got saved by reading the word. Nobody witnessed to him. He opened up the Bible and, and he said he was actually under the influence at the time. And he opened up the Bible and called out on the Lord for help. And the scripture from the word of God, came off and told him he was a sinner. He said it literally blew up like this. It wasn't like, oh, the scripture sticks out to me when I'm reading. Like It like came off the pages and blew up and told him he was a sinner. And he called out in the name of Jesus, not realizing that's a scripture, and he was saved. And so, again, when you act on scripture, because it's the truth, it works, right? And so that's what I want to get in your hearts today is that when we take God seriously and we read his word and we apply it, it will work. Not because um, you believed enough, but because you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God never lies and he only tells the truth. Psalms 91.4, he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth is your shield and buckler. His truth. What's his truth? His word. His word, you could say, is your protection and your covering. His promises, you could say, 
or his word or his truth, as you meditate on them, bring protection and direction. We're not supposed to, in this day and age that we're living in, go around and wait for uh, a prophet to speak a word to know what we're supposed to do. They did that in the old days. They didn't have the written scripture. We do. So it's our responsibility to read the word, to meditate on it day and night, and observe to what? Do. Here's the problem with Christianity. If, If the word isn't working for you, it's probably because you're not doing it. We can't be jealous of someone who's working the word and believes the word and is doing the word in their sowing and reaping, but yet we're walking in lack. If God tells us to do something in order to reap, like Paul talked about last week, men ought to work, right? He said, he said you, you know, you, the word says you, do, you don't work, you don't eat. Well, that's in the word for a reason, so that we have the instruction that God says to work. Why? Because God says he'll bless you and what you set your hand to. He didn't say he'll bless you if you don't set your hand to, right? So, so regarding pretty much anything we could go through in life, God has a word for it. There's an instruction for it. The word of God is his instruction book for our lives. I'm an okay cook, but if I have instructions, if I have ingredients and directions, I can do a good job. Clayton's like, a little dash of this, little dash of that. And I told him, I was like, you know, this is really good. Could you just write it down so that you could do it the same next time? Because he just never writes it down. So I never get the same meal. <laughs> but we can have the outcome of a great and blessed life if we'll take the ingredients of the word of God and not just observe it or not just hear it, but do it the way it is written. It will work for everybody. If we all have the same ingredients for a cake, right? And some of us just decide, I'll just do it my way and I'll add a second cup of sugar and I'll add four cups of flour even though it says one, you're probably going to have a really dense and sweet cake. But some other people might have a pretty moist cake and it's really good and tasty and there you are jealous of their cake well you didn't do the word and how it said to do it you can't be jealous if you didn't do the word so you see how important it is that if we we observe it and we hear that same word we're all in here and we're, we're hearing the same word and one of us starts operating more in the gifts of the spirit and one of us um, you know is is, is, is is becoming very very blessed financially one of us is walking in so much peace and the other one's walking in turmoil it's just because certain ones are taking certain words and they're beginning to apply it but we need to take all the word And not only that, we need to not just hear what's in this room, but we need to be reading the word and meditating on it and and hearing it to do, to apply it, so that we can be prosperous in every area of our lives. How many of you believe God wants us to be prosperous, right? In every area, he said, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper, that you would be in health, and that your soul would prosper. He wants that for you. Well, how are you going to get that? Reading his word. Meditating on his word. And observing and listening and meditating to do it. It's not enough just to know it. The devil knows it and trembles. Right? 
He knows the word. He spoke the word to Jesus, and he was trying to get him off track. And actually, he uses the word to deceive people by twisting it. And if you don't read the word of God and see it in context, you won't understand when the devil's coming to try to deceive by using the word if you don't see how it's supposed to be in context. If we read the word and observe to do it and apply it, we have experiential knowledge then. And we know what's a lie and what's not. His word is the belt of truth. This belt of truth holds up all the rest of the armor. The shield of faith, the sword of the spirit in the sling, right? So, so if you don't have the word, the belt of truth, then the other armor cannot stay on, and therefore you are not protected. His word protects us and leads us and guides us along right paths. It will not lead you astray to a wrong path and to a deceitful path, to a, to a destructive path, to a path of lack, to a path of failure, to a path of fear. It won't as long as you're listening and doing what he says to do. It'll tell us how to be successful in every area of our lives. And the Lord says about the, the, this, this word of, of truth, this belt of truth, he says in Ephesians 6, 14, stand firm then with the belt of truth. And every time you hear truth, put the word. Stand firm then, put the belt of truth of the word buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in its place. It's going to protect you. It's going to keep you. The sword of the spirit is what? The word. This protection is the word. And if we don't know the word and apply the word and meditate to do the word, we are not protected. How can you combat the enemy? If the enemy comes in and, and, and he's telling you lies, the Bible says cast down the thoughts and imaginations and, and use the sword of the spirit, which is, he says, the word of God. If you don't know the word and you haven't been meditating and listening to do the word, how are you going to come back at what the enemy is telling you and say no, you know, if the enemy is coming against you with fear and you don't know, if you knew the word, you could say no, I'm not accepting that because God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. The enemy comes against you and you're feeling, um, and he's telling you you're oppressed, you're depressed, you're down, whatever. No, the word of God says, and, and you see, what you're doing is you're, you've meditated to do the word, you've received the word as truth, and you're not going to believe the lie that the enemy is saying. You're recognizing that what is being said to you is a lie. Because if God said one thing and something else is coming to you that is not according to God's word, then that means it's not God. And you need to resist the enemy by speaking with the sword of the spirit, the word of God, and say, no. The joy of the Lord is my strength. We have to have the word. We have to put weight on the word. You have to read the word. 
And I'm sure I've been in the same boat as you where you open the word and you, you read in, uh, we'll just say, Hosea or Amos or something in the Old Testament where there's um, murder and there's adultery and there's castration <laughs> and there's all these crazy things. But in it, there's life. And, and you might not know how is that going to be applied to my life. But at some point, you just, just read it to sow into your heart. It's really a demonstration of what God hates. He just doesn't like this stuff, right? And, and you see the demonstration of, of how God eliminated certain um, groups of people when they would walk in this stuff. And God doesn't change. He still doesn't like that stuff, right? But if you stay with what God said will keep you protected, you'll stay protected. You'll stay blessed. Anyways, in reading the word, you're, you're sowing it into your heart. And then at the right time, the Holy Spirit, when you need it, he'll bring it back to your remembrance, that thing that you read. So we might not always, and, and, and I know if I'm, I know I'm not the only one who, please make me feel not alone. Have you ever had where you read the word and you feel like, what did I get? Right? But nobody's like that. Okay. But. You guys are just, you should be up here preaching. Um, but you're doing it out of faith, knowing that all of it's the truth. And you're sowing it into your heart so that at the right time, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. Your mouth will respond. Amen. We have to have the word and keep ourselves protected and keep our armor in place. The, the word sanctifies. It cleanses us. It instructs us in righteousness. So a very big reason why we should be reading the word. And if we know the word, then we know that, that he can correct us by his spirit as well. What he does is he brings up a scripture. In, in John 17, 17, he says, sanctify them by the truth. And then he clarifies, the word is truth. Sanctify them by how? By the word. How does he do that? He tells us what's right. He tells us what's wrong. So that means that if you're not reading the word or you're not listening to the word, you're not going to know what pleases him or displeases him. Should you just be living carefree, um, living however you're living, and, and, and you may be displeasing to God. Therefore, you're going to walk in, in um, bondages. You're going to walk in things that God doesn't want you to walk in. He, we all heard that scripture. He wants us blessed, spirit, soul, body, and mind, right? But if we're walking in things that displeased him, we won't walk in the blessing of the Lord the way he wants us to. So we need to sanctify him, to sanctify us by his word, through his love and through his correction and instruction in righteousness. Amen. So we find out what is pleasing, what's right, what's wrong, by reading his word. And sometimes if he steps on our toes, whether it's in a service or it, while reading the word, and it's like, oh, that stretches me. That's a good thing. That means spiritual growth is happening. When, when I, I um, recently, I've had so many dreams, and, and I'm, I'm, this is my prayer, Lord, I want more of you. Lord, I want you to use me. Lord, I surrender everything to you. I give it all to you. And then he gives me dreams about all the stuff I need to give to him. <laughs> all corrective dreams. And I'm like, oh, you know, 
you think you're so far, and then he has more pruning and more pruning and more pruning. But the thing is, is that's my prayer. I want to grow. And it's not fun to hear that you have more growing to do. But the thing is, then your result is going to be if you do what he says. Remember, if you observe to do, and I'm not just talking about the, the word. Everything he says by the spirit is going to be in line with his word. So everything that he's showing me is, 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 is bringing me from glory to glory. Is making me, informing me more and more into the image of Christ. So that I can shine his glory, right? But he's pruning off the things that are not Christ. He's removing uh, ideas or thoughts or, or, or behaviors or, or, or words or, or things that displeased him how I responded to something or whatever it might be. He's using his word but via the Holy Spirit through dreams or visions or whatever. And he's speaking to me his word. But the thing is, is I wouldn't have known it was his word had I not been in the word. So you won't know if God's given you a dream, a vision, a revelation, an encounter, or any of that. You won't know it was God unless you have already been in the word. But if you're in the word, meditating on it, observing to do it, and he shows and reveals something to you by his spirit, you'll recognize it's his spirit. So that's why we need to put weight on the word. If we want to grow, and I know you do, if you want to grow in the spirit, if you want to grow in hearing, I, I get this all the time, how do you hear the voice of God? By reading the word. How do you, how do you tune in to God's frequency? By reading the word. How do you recognize that it's God speaking? By reading the word. We need to put weight on the word. He even put it above his name. So we need to put weight on it. Listen to this. It's very important. Psalms 119.60. He says, the entire, entirety of your word is truth. Everything. Every one of your righteous judgments endure forever. Well, that sure eliminates a lot of false teachings out there that say, this has passed away. That has passed away. Because... The whole word is truth. And he says, the whole word endures forever. And so we need to observe to do the whole word. And talk to him and ask him how this applies. And at, to converse with him in fellowship as you read the word. Invite the Holy Spirit. He is the spirit of truth, which means he is the, he's the word of truth. And he'll speak to you and show you and instruct you in his righteousness. In John 8, 31 and 32, it says, Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you will abide in my word, another version says in me, but that's the word. If you'll abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. You will know the truth. And the truth, you will know the truth. What is that? The word. You will know the word. And it's the word that will make you free. It's the observing to do or it's the observing to make the corrections. It's the observing to, to, to be obedient to do what he says to do. Then you'll be blessed. Just because he says, um, you're my child and I'm blessing you, 
It's not an automatic that you're going to walk in the blessings unless you do the ingredients the way he said to do it. Give and it shall be given unto you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and I'll add all these things unto you. you got to be seeking him. you got to be applying. you got to be doing what he said to do in his word. And then you can reap the, the benefits, the blessings. But how are you going to walk in the blessing unless you're observing, meditating on, and learning what he's saying? Amen. You will know the truth, which is his word, and his truth will set you free. He tells us what he likes and what he doesn't like in the word. He tells us what's displeasing to him. And if I want to be someone who's surrendered and pleasing him, then I'm going to be obedient to make adjustments in my heart, in my life, so that I can be directed, so that I can be protected, so that I can walk out the plan and the blessing of God for my life that he has for me. We're a child. He said, if, if you, he said um, in that scripture, he said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, that makes you my true disciple. Another version or another scripture says, excuse me, um, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. In other words, you'll keep my words. You'll do my words. You know, if we love our parents as a child, as a teen, we'll be obedient to do what they say. Why? Because the reason they're saying what they're saying is for out of love to, to lead you and guide you along the right path. They are anointed by God to show you which way to go. So God is telling us as a loving parent, What's going to be best for our lives? And who believes that God would tell the truth? He doesn't want his children going astray, right? He doesn't want his children get, you know, getting messed up and, and, and um, mixed up in something of this world. He doesn't want his children walking in lack. He doesn't want his children walking in, in, in sickness or infirmity. So he tells us instruction in his word, how to tap in and receive these certain blessings of God. He's not a respecter of persons. He said his word does not return void. He, he, he will give it to whoever is acting upon the word. So that's why I always say when you're believing God for something, look in his word and find two or three scriptures to meditate on, to speak on, to thank him for, to pray out, and remind him that he said that about you. Why? Because his word is truth, and you're speaking the truth over your situation. And you're, you're sowing into your heart truth about your situation. His word, he said, you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Free from what? Free from sin. Free from pain. Free from future bondage. Or free from current bondage. Because maybe it's just a lie that you were believing. And the minute you read that, you're set free. From thinking that that's just who you are. But no, God created you to be a different way. And you realize it when you read the word. 
Every time we get instruction in the word or correction, it's all out of love. And if we will observe it and do it, where you see he's correcting you, where you see your toes are getting stepped on, and you observe it and don't just hear it or you hear and hear like, oh, man, I got to put weight on the word. But then you leave here and you forget quickly what you heard and you don't read the word and you don't meditate on the word and you don't speak the word then you're not going to succeed in what I'm teaching you. You're not going to live and, and grow in hearing from the Lord. But if you desire it, you'll observe to do what's being spoken today, which is read the word, meditate on the word, speak the word. Amen. And receive it as truth. It's always the truth. It's never a lie. Never. I think that we need to get that into our heart. He only tells the truth. And if we know him because we've been reading the word and he speaks something by his spirit, then it's the same. He only speaks the truth. So no matter if he speaks something by his spirit, and we know it's scriptural, it's in line with the word of God because we know the word, then we know that whether it looks like or feels like that thing that he spoke is true, it's true. And we can see it with the eye of faith. When Abraham heard God speak to him and say, you're the father of many nations, in the natural, did it look like it or feel like it? Absolutely not. But he knew God and he knew his word. And when God showed him and spoke to him. So he, he, he spoke to him the word of God. And then he showed him the word of God through showing him the stars, showing, showing him the sand. Abraham believed it as truth, received it as truth. And it was a little while, but then he had it manifested in his life. So we need to believe God's word. Put weight on it. It's truth. Let it marinate in you. You know, what's, you know, if you're a cook, you marinate chicken or, or steak or whatever it is you're cooking, and, and, and it, it gets seasoned, right? It gets tasty, and it gets seasoned, and it gets flavored. We need to marinate in the word. Sit and think about it. Sit and think about how he's blessed you. Sit and think about how if I do this word... And stop being just a hearer of it and apply this part of the word to my life. I will walk in that. Don't, don't choose. He said none of his word returns void. None of, all of it's everlasting, right? So, and I like that scripture that Daniel spoke. He said the entirety of your word is truth. We cannot pick and choose we should not pick and choose what we're going to apply to our lives if we want to walk in the fullness of what God has for us. Everything we hear, and if God's correcting you and showing you that, oh, you haven't been doing that yet, you haven't been doing that yet, if you want to grow in the Lord, then start applying anything that you see in the word. Write it down. Meditate on it. Ask the Holy Spirit, how can I apply that? That's you marinating. That's you meditating upon the word. And he says, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You'll start walking in all the blessings of God. I want to walk in the blessings of God. And so that's why I observe to do it. If, if I see him show me something, and then he shows me the word that goes along with what he showed me, 
if I want to grow, if I truly mean what I say when I say, Lord, I surrender all, or when I sing it, if he shows me something that I have not yet surrendered, I'm going to give it up. I'm going to give it to him. That's observing to do it. When he brings correction, you're willing to surrender it. So the word gets us free from sin, free from pain, free from bondage. He will lead us and guide us along right paths according to his word. And just know this, he can't lie, he says. He's not human, so he doesn't lie. He wants to set us free. But we have to believe and apply his word. If he tells you that he tells us in his word that his word is health to our body. He tells us in his word that he's the supplier of our needs. But he also tells us and gives us instructions how to walk in that. How to receive that. Part of being health to our, own, our whole body, he says, to bind the word around our neck for its health and life to our whole body. It's important to walk in wholeness. In order to walk in wholeness, you want to walk according to the word. He says in Proverbs 4, 20 through 23, My son, attend to my words. Incline your ears to my saying. So these are, these are different ways to receive his word. Attend to it. Pay attention to what you're reading. Meditate upon what you're reading. And then he says also, listen. When my word is being preached, listen to my word. Incline your ear to my sayings. And then you have another thing to do. Let them not depart from your eyes. Write it down. Get it before your eyes. If this is something new, something new that God's teaching you, something new he's correcting you in, write it down. My dad used to have scriptures posted in his, his windows and his car and, and different places. And man, we all know he was such a man of the word. Like he literally had the Bible on the inside of him and scripture in reference. It was absolutely amazing, but really it was the constant meditation of his heart upon the word, not letting it depart from his eyes. He observed to do, and therefore he, he, he had all this. And that's what the Lord says. He says, let it not depart from your eyes, but keep it in the midst of your heart. Why? For their life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Beloved, I wish as a good father above everything that you would be in health in every area, that your soul would prosper. That's the father's heart for you, but he says, this is how you do it. Take my word, incline your ear, attend to what I'm saying, get it deep into your heart by meditating on it. It will be life to you and healing to your body. If you're wondering, you know, you could pray in agreement, that's fine, for direction regarding a situation in your life. But the word says, in Psalms 119, I mean, you can pray in agreement, and that's good, but the word gives us direction to begin with that we need to be inclining our ear to. 
And he says in Psalms 119, 105, and 106, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. David says, I've promised it once and I'll promise it again. I will obey your righteous regulations. Why would he say that? And why would God say about him he's a man after his own heart? Because he observed to do the word. And he, he's testifying here, his word gave him direction and protection. His word was a lamp unto his feet and a light unto his path. So no wonder why God says, take my words and hide them in your heart. No wonder why David said, I take your words and hide them in my heart so that I don't sin against you. How does that make you not sin against him? Because he found out in the word different things that was pleasing or displeasing to God. And so when you sow the word of God and realize what's pleasing or displeasing to God because you were reading the word today, when the opportunity to displease God in that certain area comes up, God will remind you of what you just read. And you'll be like, oh, I don't want to go there because I want to please God. I want to live blessed. And he's leading me along right paths because I just read his word. God wants us to grow spiritually. God wants us to grow and increase in our knowledge of him. How are we going to do that? Hearing the word, yes. Also observing to do the word. Reading the word and meditating on the word. In Psalms, I believe it's Psalms 1. Verses 1 through 3, oh, the joys of those who don't follow the advice of the wicked. You know, don't just go to your therapist and ask them what to do. Look to the word and make sure your therapist is a Christian so they're leading you along the right path anyways. The joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join with mockers, but there they delight in the law of the Lord meditating on it day and night, observing to do it, marinating in it. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit in each season. Their leaves never wither, and whatever they do, they prosper. I don't know about you, but I want to prosper in everything I do. Well, God just gave me the ingredients on how to do that. If I want to prosper in my marriage, read the word. Why? Because it's going to bring you correction and instruction in righteousness. It's going to bring you direction and instruction on how to treat a spouse, how to walk in love, how to forgive. How many of you know we need that? Don't just brush it under the rug because it's not going anywhere. That dirt is still there. Let his word cleanse you. Let him speak to you so that you can purge things from your life, from your heart, from the way you think, so that you can walk in the blessing in your marriage, in your family, in, in um, you know, being a parent, in, in your finances, in, and in the spirit. Walking in the spirit and not fulfilling the lust of your flesh comes from reading the word. How is that? It doesn't mean like I'm just so spiritual. I only pray in the spirit and, and then I'm going to walk on clouds. Like 
that's great and everything, but if you don't know what the word says and, and it's trying to correct you and instruct you and it's trying to tell you to walk in love and it's trying to tell you to forgive and this and that, you're going to be totally off balance. You need the word and the spirit. And by the word and the spirit, you're a dynamite for the Lord. Why? Because you're, by the spirit of God is his power and is how he moves. But by the word of God, he gives us direction and protection. And if the spirit speaks to you to do something, you'll know it's the right spirit. If you've got the word hidden in your heart so that you don't sin against him. I don't know if I'm the only one, but God has corrected me from time and time again how to respond to my spouse or how to respond when someone irritates me. I'm, I'm not easily irritated, but it happens, and the Lord will tell me how to deal with the situation. I don't just deal with it on my own. I look to the word, and he shows me which path to take. I'm looking at, at possibly getting a new job. I'm, I'm not, but, <laughs> but let's say you are. <laughs> I have to clarify. <laughs> I don't want to do anything else in the world, okay? But you're looking to the Lord, and, and, or no, you're not. Let's just say you're just deciding you're going you're gonna to go look for a new job. Look to the Word and ask the Lord to lead and guide and direct your path. Because he says in his word that he will guard your heart and mind with his peace. So if you go along a direction and you start um, looking for a job, we'll say, look to your spirit if his peace is guarding your heart and mind. If there's turmoil, if there's hesitancy, if there's this and that arising, then he's not guarding your heart and mind with his peace, and then he's not in it. We wouldn't know that if we didn't know the word. My dad taught me that um, the Holy Spirit mainly leads by peace. Because that's what guards your heart and mind. If, if you have peace on the inside and you're praying about a decision, just keep going with the peace. And when the red light goes up or when, when, when you know, it's like, you feel like on the inside, like, oh, just you don't have the grace and it's not smooth going and it's not peace, then, then pause it and look to the Lord some more. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Isaiah 55, 11, he says, So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It will not return unto me void, but it will accomplish that which I please. It will prosper where I sent it. So we're talking about his word being absolute truth and that we need to put weight on it. And so that, what, what he's saying here is when he speaks by his word or by his spirit, as long as it's in line with his word, then it's him. It's absolute truth. And when he speaks and releases a word, it will not return void. Like, like he spoke a word to Michelle and Ron that he's going to do something new. I, I want to hear about it because he doesn't lie. And he just kept showing me that. He speaks the truth. It may be in the natural or in the spirit. I don't know, but I know he's doing something new. God, he says, I'm not a man that I would lie. And I watch over when I release my word. It's the truth. And I make sure it's performed. 
I'm so glad we serve a God that can be trusted. That only tells the truth. And so you know what this does for me? Is when I see the word of God and I am not walking in something that he says I can have, I receive it and realize he only tells the truth. I want that. So Lord, show me in your word how I can, how I can have that. And he'll show you the ingredients that you have yet to apply. Or he'll instruct you as to the obedience that you have yet to obey. And this is what he's been doing to me with my surrender. Lord, I surrender. I just want to be a, a perfect vessel, holy and fit for your use. And, and, and yet, he does sanctify us through the word. He cleanses us through the word. But it's through instruction and righteousness. And he shows me by his word and by his spirit different instructions that he has for me to adjust in my life so that I can be that vessel. It's all by his word. We must put weight on the word. When he speaks to us by his spirit, put weight on it. When he gives you instruction or a scripture comes up in your spirit and you just can't stop thinking about that scripture, go find out what he's saying to you. Put weight on the fact that that scripture is just going over and over in your heart. Because it's him talking to you, spirit and life. That scripture that's rolling around on the inside of you has power to change your life. What is he saying to you? Well, it's always going to be the word. It's never going to be anything aside from the word. There's never been a time that he spoke to me, whether it was a dream, a vision, a revelation, a prophetic word. There's never been a time that was not perfectly in line with his word. The Bible says, out of the mouths of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. I remember Brother Hagen, the Lord is visible to him. I mean, he's having a visitation with Jesus himself. And he asks Jesus for scripture on that when he gave him a word. Talk about being a stickler for the word. But the thing is, is the devil comes as an angel of light to deceive, right? And so he did the smart thing. Where is that in your word so I know this is you? So I don't get off. If you want to become weird, then just yield and, and just pray in the spirit and just walk in, you know, gifts of the spirit. And mind you, if you're not doing the word of God, you're probably not going to operate in the gifts of the spirit. It'll be the flesh. But if you want to be powerful, a powerful force for the Lord, stay balanced. Stay balanced. The tightrope walkers, they walk with a, a, a stick that helps them stay straight to show whether they're going too much to one side. That's what the word does. It keeps us balanced. It keeps us sound. It keeps us doing the right thing to stay on that path. He said broad is the road that leads to destruction. But narrow is the way that leads to eternal life. If you want to walk in this abundant life that God has for us, put weight on the word. If you put weight on the word and observe to do things that he's showing you by his spirit through the word, he'll make your way prosperous. He'll watch over that word and perform it in your lives. He'll make you a good success. 
He'll make you a good success in your marriage. He'll make you a good success in loving your enemies. He'll make you a good success in giving to the poor. He'll make you a good success in walking in the spirit. He'll make you a good success in being a good husband, a good wife, a good parent. All by the word. That's how powerful it is. He says in James 1.22, don't just listen to God's words, but you must do what it says. Otherwise, you're fooling yourself. He transforms us by his word. But how is that done? You've got to observe to do it. Don't just come in here, check off the box, say you did your good deed for the week. You've got to take what's said and apply it. And, and if, if, you're, if you're someone who wants to grow, you're going to leave here today and you're going to apply it by reading the word every day. And when you read the word every day, you're going to invite the Holy Spirit to say and say, Holy Spirit, I welcome you. You're the spirit of truth. I welcome you. You're my teacher. I ask you to teach me. What's the Father saying to me today? How, what is he speaking to me today? And listen to it and observe it and do it. Kind of like we uh, say in um, marriage classes, you know, when you're in a marriage class, it's kind of funny because you pick up all the stuff that your spouse needs to be doing. <laughs> and you want to like go, but they tell you not to do that. You know, you're there to change you. Let God deal with you. And it's the same thing with the word. You're not there to observe what others need to do. I will only give you a corrective word if God told me to give it. Because that's God's job. Right? And so it's also not our job to correct our spouse, correct our neighbor, whatever, unless God, by his word, is speaking to you to do so. You just pray that God would deal with them. He instructs us through his word, not ours. His word. Joshua 1.8, he said, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but it shall, um, but you shall meditate on it day and night. What is the book of the law? The word of God. Meditate on it day and night and be careful to do everything according with it, all that was written. Then you'll make your way prosperous and you'll be a good success. So God gives us the ingredients to success in every area of our lives, to be prosperous in every area of our lives, and all of it is by observing to do the word. Isn't that good? His word is not a dead letter. It's not a dead law. Hebrews 4.12, he says, For the word of God is alive, and it's active, and it's sharper, it's precise. Like a double-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, joint and marrow. It exposes the innermost thoughts and desires. It deals with with things in our heart that are unclean or unholy. It deals with us and shows us where we might, we might have it wrong. It instructs us in righteousness so we stay balanced on the right path, going the right way to live a life that's blessed by the Lord. He said, beloved, this is what I want for you. I want you blessed. I want your soul to prosper. I want you to be sound in mind. I want you to have joy in your heart because it is your strength. How am I going to do that? 
observe, read, meditate upon the word. And do it. I don't know if you've ever had God tell you to do something and you left it on the shelf for a long time. Did you walk in the benefits of that thing that you left on the shelf? No. It's kind of like you get a gift for Christmas or something, a birthday, whatever, and you put it on the shelf in your closet. You're not reaping the benefits of it. You got the gift. It was given to you. But until you choose to open it and use it, it's not going to work for you. So you cannot be jealous of somebody who's choosing to open it and do it. God's not a respecter of persons. The whole word will work for you. All of it. Take it one day at a time. Take it one scripture at a time. It doesn't matter. Let it marinate. Sit on one until you learn one thing, then move to the next. But what's the spirit God saying to you? What he's going to do is he's going to speak a scripture to you. And he's going to stir in your heart by the spirit a scripture. Your job is to look that scripture up. Your job is to meditate on that scripture. And when you read that scripture, more than likely he's going to give you two or three others that are about the same, same word. Okay, Lord, what am I not applying here? <laughs> what are you saying? Because he's always instructing us in righteousness. He's always leading us along the right path. And when I saw him put that belt of truth around my waist, He's just said, I only tell the truth. I do not lie. So put weight on my word. It's what's going to give you direction and protection. Isn't that good? Hallelujah. Why don't we go ahead and I, the Lord gave me this little confession. Um, repeat after me and just say, I believe according to that which was spoken. I believe according to that which was written. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I feel. But I'm moved by what I believe. I believe the word of truth. And because I believe the word of truth, I hear it, I apply it, and I do it. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you for your word. Father, I just seal this with the blood of Jesus, Lord. And I just pray that you would just speak to our hearts. And, and I know that you were even during this message, Lord, because I know you're dealing with our hearts, showing us where you've spoken to us and, and, and what you've spoken to us by your word that we have yet to do. So I encourage you, Lord, uh, through, through the Lord right now, I encourage you to take what he has been speaking to your heart and no longer just sit and look at it, but apply it. Do it. Because he wants to make your way prosperous. He wants you to be a good success in life. So, Father, I just speak blessing upon your people, Lord. And I just thank you, Lord, that they're observing to do your word today. And every day. In Jesus' name. Amen.